0: Welcome back to Duke Basketball Junkies. I'm your host Michael Ekstut, along with my co-host Peter Rowe. How you doing today, Peter? What's up, Mike? You seem happy today. You seem you seem good. You got a smile on your face. It's a facade. Uh, Duke is 19 and three, uh, seven and three in conference, I believe. Uh, third in the ACC currently. Uh, we lose to UVA over the weekend in a really really good game
1: really close game. Is everyone um, just playing for second place, Mike?
0: Uh, I guess so. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't three, think... Three-game advantage is pretty big with only nine games left. I don't know who's going to beat UVA.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know if is going to lose as many as three games. They're probably going to win the ACC. But uh, we uh, we beat Notre Dame uh, last night, Monday night, uh, pretty easily. Of course, the, is it was a very, very shorthanded Notre Dame team. Uh so, again, how, how important is that? But, but uh, you seem like you're feeling good about the team. Why don't you start off? Talk about your impressions from the weekend. We'll include both games in your impressions.
1: All right, let's start with uh, UVA. Actually, first of all, today is Tuesday, January 30th.
0: Yeah, why are you doing that? Why are you saying the date every it's time? It's a
1: timestamp. It's good. People listen a couple days afterwards.
0: They know when we spoke. We are speaking on Tuesday, January thirtieth. The year is two thousand eighteen. Get to the
1: point, man. What? Yeah. We're coming at you from <laughs> Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> yes, we're still we still live in Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I just I I wasn't that uh, discouraged by the UVA game. One, I was shocked that any team could hold us to sit whatever we scored—sixty-two points, sixty points. I didn't think that could ever happen. Um, and secondly, we gave away the first half. Ton of turnovers. Uh, it didn't, it just seemed like we just weren't there the first half. We spotted them a 10 point lead. We looked great in the second half, and then a few things didn't go our way. I thought there were a few bad calls, but um, I mean, UVA played great. Um, they're one of the best teams in the country. I feel like they're going to be what? There's what? Half a dozen teams, maybe 10 teams that can win it all. UVA is certainly going to be one of the favorites, and we played them tough. I mean, we're going to be there too. So, I'm not. I wasn't that discouraged by the game.
0: Moral, moral victory. It sounds like you're proclaiming as good loss. Is that
1: what you're saying? Uh, losing sucks, but the way that we lost was somewhat encouraging.
0: Less disgraceful than some of our other performances <laughs> over the last few weeks. You know, uh, certainly less
1: less. Yeah, I mean, less than the
0: BC loss, less than the NC State loss. You know, NC at least UVA is a really good team. NC
1: State apparently is pretty good. NC State's playing really well.
0: They're, yeah, they, they're they
1: knocking beat. off UNC, they're yeah. five and four in conference. Uh there's certainly no joke, and these games aren't easy, but UVA is very good. I mean they're they're, they're deep. Yeah, their 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 defense is by their numbers the best in the country. The third best defensive team in the country surrenders like nine points more a game. This this team is ridiculous. I mean, adjusted. It's not based on the pace of play. It's based on per possession, points per possession.
0: Right. No, no doubt. They're very, very good. And then,
1: um, so let's talk about UVA first then. Sure. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think Jack White could have saved us in the UVA game?
0: I mean, I would have loved to see anyone get off the bench (laughs) in the UVA game, so... You know, I'm still,
1: I'm not... Sounds like you're really mad at Coach K. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's... I don't want to hammer on the bench every week, the bench play, the rotation. No, but we, that game was
1: ridiculous. It's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. that ridiculous. Two
0: guys played three minutes off the bench. That's it. Bolden wasn't available. Obviously, Jack White hadn't earned his minutes yet. He must have had a great practice on Sunday no, to, uh, I'm to not, get in there on I'm Monday, not, I'm right? not buying any of that uh, I'm kidding, but... Yeah, uh, it seems phenomenally ridiculous that in a very heated, tough, rigorous game, all the starters virtually play every single minute, especially in the first half when they're (laughs) not playing well. I don't know why he's not yanking guys out of the game and putting other guys in. The guys in the bench are not that bad. Uh, You know, as Jack White sort of showed in the Notre Dame game, as Alex O'Connell showed in some of the other games. They can all
1: get hot and maybe you can ride them for a bit.
0: I don't, I don't care about getting hot on offense I want someone to play some defense yeah. no, man no, no,
1: just hot hot in general <laughs> yeah you know whether like they, jack white they can was,
0: provide energy these jack are white human his, beings was would... literally
1: in 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 the um Notre Dame he's the only guy bodying up and boxing out like getting low using his girth to to st- he's jamming his butt into his opponents I don't see very many other guys doing that I don't, I don't see anyone boxing out.
0: I don't understand how it's possible Jack White could play that well and not have played at all the rest of the season. I, I think, don't understand whoa, 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 it. I just don't. I, I, think, just,
1: I think he got pretty lucky.
0: Well, maybe he did, but I don't understand why these capable basketball players... Can't get are, 10 minutes. Can't get some yeah. regular minutes. I, I don't know why we're playing guys 37 to 40 minutes a game. For who? For what? So Devin, Devin, we were we were texting about this, and uh, I think it was Devin was saying that or maybe it was Jason. He had an interesting theory. He was saying that well, they only have so much time with the guys. They want to get them as much run as possible, so they can keep improving, you know, keep getting more and more practice throughout the season, so they develop more by the end. Yeah, more reps essentially. But these guys are all leaving at the end of the year. I don't I don't think playing thirty eight minutes in a game versus thirty three is more beneficial for their development, I don't get it. Like, I don't know why guys aren't taking regular rests during the game. It can't be good for them. I mean, Grayson... Grayson's a case in point. I mean, even playing through injuries last year, he was racking up huge minutes, you know, except for the time when he was suspended. But, like, uh, this year as well, like, most games... It feels like most games he's playing 40 minutes. Most of the competitive games. And it hasn't... It's not like he's doing well. Right. well. He had a great game against Notre Dame, but Grayson look, Coach totally disappeared on the offensive end uh, against Notre against UVA. Uh, it wasn't. It was a tough. I thought it was a tough watch UVA, especially the first half. I first, mean, they came the first out completely. Watch was terrific. <laughs> so they're making bad, poor decisions on offense. Really the, bad. The, the game plan. Really bad. Well, they're
1: just it, giving the ball away.
0: Well, how much of this is game plan, right? Like, how do they not go into that game having prepped? They had the entire week to prep for that game. I think we had a game on Monday or Tuesday against a very weak pit opponent. Okay. They should have been prepping for this UVA defense for a week, week and a half. We didn't play anyone else. Uh, and we come out, and the whole idea is a very static offense where we're dumping it into the post. That was pretty much the offense. You know, it, they're... they're we're not we're not running pick and roll much. Uh, I saw an article written about Bagley where, you know, he's generally getting um, you know, less than less than ten about ten percent, give or take, uh, of his shots off of pick and rolls. He should be the most dangerous pick and roll player
1: in college basketball. In tandem with Alex O'Connell.
0: Well and well, O'Connell could run Shorter pick and joking. roll.
1: Grayson Allen and he should be playing a two man game. Him, yeah,
0: Grayson Allen and him would be the perfect picker. And, and I feel like I just did, don't know where's the game plan. I feel like they Where, did
1: do that earlier in the season. Uh,
0: not much, not as much as they should. Right? Some, yeah. not not as much. Okay. Carter Bagley, like if you if you watch good, well coached basketball teams play, they they run they run sets, they run action. Now I get it. Coach K likes to play this free free motion offense, but. But they could run stuff. You know, even the out-of-bounds plays, which we've, we've been a little better on. We, we generally run sets. Like, these are young guys that could use a little structure. So the first half against UVA didn't surprise me that much when we're just sort of making bad decisions. Duval still, still looks iffy, you know, leading the team. And on defense, I, I thought we were really poor in the first half. And I was thank thank goodness we turned it around in the second and played so well for such a nice stretch, but again feel like things, too little too late man. Things
1: turned around with the two three zone. Yeah, we we again, switched I, the zone. I don't understand how that zone's affected, but it but it is so. Well, maybe just go with it. That's I thought UVA just
0: out. just missed shots in the second half. I, they had a, a, a noticeable lull in their shooting. I didn't think we were largely responsible uh-huh. for it. But certainly I, I the zone was yeah. better. I never feel that way. It was, you know, the shots we're giving up were just open mid-range shots against the zone, yeah. which is better. But like, I don't, you like know, once
1: teams figure out a way to get to work the ball inside into the free throw line pivot person, then they have more options. Then we, a lot, of, a lot of times teams just dribble around the outside and just chuck up a really long three, right? So, um, Coach, K, after the the UVA game. Some reporter asked him about the minutes distribution, and he was like, "Look, we did not lose this game because of fatigue, didn't we? <laughs>
0: didn't we? We took He's, a lead." He said, "He, he rode his horses he said, so hard." We did not lose this
1: game due to fatigue. There were a lot of dead ball timeouts. These guys are young guys, and if if we mm. want to accomplish what we want to accomplish, which is a big goal, we're gonna have to do it with with these guys. So. As as much as we talk about it, I mean, yeah. it's just not going to change. That's, that's, um, yeah, I just think it
0: sends the wrong message. It's a mistake. Yeah. But just getting onto right. the, how those five guys are playing together on the court, they're generally playing better when Duval's off the court. Yeah, so the numbers th- that's, don't that's, lie. He's not efficient yeah. on either end.
1: That's something I want to talk about real real briefly before we go there. Yeah, I mean, you and I agree that the starters, if they played 30 or 32 minutes instead of 38 to 40 minutes, they're going to be better down the stretch at the end of the game. Coach K clearly disagrees because... Yeah. this it's it's He just, disagrees. Just, and we're playing yeah. better in the second half, so... Just watch his actions. I mean, he, he doesn't yeah. believe that. Okay? So let's move off that point, and let's so, just talk about... So let's move off that... I, do you recall a time where we're at this point in the season and the starting lineup has never deviated? When's the last time that the, the five starters... That happens when every... it's very
0: clear who the starters are. We don't have injuries. But, I mean, it happened in you're... 2001, 2002. You know, it was pretty set.
1: I mean, Chris Duhon went in and out of the lineup a little bit. But but Coach K all, like typically always wants to send a message to like a like Marvin Bagler, Elton Brand-type guy who f- he feels like isn't bringing it every day. He sits him for a couple of games. He sat Grayson after the Kentucky game his sophomore year. Like, he, he he tinkers a little bit. Nothing. He like He's like, I'm taking these five guys, and I'm going to ride them. I mean, he it felt
0: like Duval got benched towards the end of... Uh, a lot of second halves, he w- said. In, a, in one of the second halves recently. And then I noticed Coach K... Basically screamed at Deval about not getting back on defense in, in the Notre Dame game That's in the good. first half. We'll, we want it, to see more Bobby Knight in him. It wasn't quite on camera, but he he, he he lit into him a little bit. I could tell. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, if I was there, I we sort of would have seen a little more of it. But they're, you know, what's interesting to me is that, yeah, for good loss, moral loss against UVA. We played competitively against another team who's top five in the country. They haven't lost an ACC game. They're very, very good. Yeah. They are not as talented as we are. They're not close to as talented as those five guys that we're playing. Um, I just don't think they are. Okay, but they're right? they're two. So like, this is a failure of coaching, or it's a failure of no, judgment. I
1: disagree. I disagree. I, 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 I,
0: this is a home game in Cameron. If we're playing a team that's just as good as us, we're generally, uh, you know, a significant favorite.
1: We're very close to winning the game by two or three points.
0: It's not good enough. It's just not good enough.
1: I mean, I get it. What would satisfy you, winning by 10 or 12?
0: Winning the game. Winning winning the game? Playing well throughout the game. Consistent effort on defense. Getting back in transition. Taking good shots. Not turning the ball over. Yeah. Guarding their better three-point shooters with more tenacity. Staying with them. And then, when we do play with more defensive effort, and I see this with Bagley all the time against Notre Dame, especially... We, we make poor decisions, right? Like he's just overextending in the wrong place. DeLaurier helps out Wendell Carter yesterday when Carter's got it. Yeah. There's was like a small white guy guarding, you know, driving Carter, you know. And Wendell Carter leaves the three, you know, the corner three guy wide open because he wants to go and help, and there's no there's no need for it. So it's just I, yeah, I they think, just they're they're still clueless. They, I think yeah, I these think guys J- these guys be playing 10, 20
1: points better. I think Jay Bill is called out Bagley for leaving his guy in the corner three area to help out. Consistently. And, and he was like, in the NBA, it's known that you, you'd you much rather live and die with a contested two than give up a wide open corner three.
0: Right. I just don't know that these principles are being uh, being taught well enough. It may just be there's not enough time, but you know what? You recruit these players, you're fielding the team, you're, these are the guys you're, you're playing, you're not playing the other guys so I'm gonna attribute responsibility for the way they play to the coaches. So okay, you're, you're blessing the coaches. I just I think I think generally it's been a, a, a really poor performance by the game plan wise. It was a poor performance. Okay, I'm not saying these games. Yeah. Generally, the yeah. whole season we've they lost the by less two points
1: teams. to one of the best teams in the country at home. Okay, at home. Yeah, and they gave
0: away the first half. We've played. Five, we've played five I, competitive ACC games, and we've lost three of them. We've played only a couple of ranked ACC opponents. And, okay. And we, I think we, we played. We only, played only six. Well, we, we beat Miami and Florida State. We lost to BC. We lost to NC State. And we lost this game. Yeah. Who else did we beat? Who have we beaten
1: in the ACC? we have the four cupcakes. Yeah, the cupcakes. Right. So, so that's it. Miami, Florida State...
0: Like these games lined Notre up. Dame. Like we sh- we should have beaten UVA at home, and yeah, I mean, I think they didn't come out with the right game plan. I,
1: I, yeah, it's so, pretty clear. Okay, so uh, let me let me say, um, yeah, we are the most talented team in the country, uh, offensively. I, w- I would agree with you, but the it's the bridge is too. It's, a, it's too big to overcome. It's a
0: very simple solution. Which is what sit trade deval. He should be coming off the bench. He can't play defense. He sometimes comes up with a steal and more often just puts puts his team totally at a handicap. In that Notre Dame game, Did he you see finally that? got a steal
1: when he he gambles so much. When he does it like 15 times, one time he gets a clean pick with a, with a breakaway dunk or layup.
0: Yeah, I think he's getting worse on defense. Against Notre Dame there was a play where he goes for a swipe on a steal that's so unlikely. And then the guy just sidesteps him. Duvall goes flying by. He pulls up for an open three. And Duvall reaches from behind and just grossly fouls him while
1: taking the three-pointer. Yeah, he, he tends to compound his mistakes a lot. I, I, when he makes I, a mistake, he loses the ball, he fouls.
0: I just think he, he looks off balance on defense a lot of the time. and. <laughs> I hope it's Man, not just the eyes. Maybe we should go back eyes. and
1: read that uh, The Athletic uh, article. Just
0: bring him off the bench. We're less efficient offensively and we're way worse defensively with him on the court. Start Jack White. Start DeLaurier. I don't care who you start. Start someone that's going to play defense. Start someone who has more energy on the defensive end and makes smart decisions. and Someone who doesn't need the ball in his hands on offense. Okay. Let's put the rock in Grayson's hands. Let's and let's run more pick and roll with Bagley with with uh, Carter and let's have Gary Trent be be available on the weak side to receive passes when they double team. Like it's not that hard.
1: It's it's hard when you're coach K and you love point guards and you're resistant to change and, you're, res, and you're resistant to to all naysayers. Sit him on the
0: bench. You're the greatest coach in the world somebody's playing poorly your team's underperforming with him on the court
1: yeah nothing's changing you think anyone's going to him and saying hey coach look at these uh, advanced sabermetrics. metrics I bet you they're talking about it um we're terrible with train on the on the court you think they're not terrible you, they're just not as good do it you works. Think somebody's saying that
0: to him I hope so I can't imagine he Who, doesn't know that who's who's bringing it to him I don't know I don't know how these guys work
1: but I think you're the man for the job, Mike.
0: <laughs> I think there's people in the program running numbers. I think they're aware of basic advanced metrics. Yeah. Like, how are we doing per 100 possessions when he's on the court? How are we doing when he's off the court? How are we doing on defense when he's on the court? How are we doing when he's off the court? And the numbers are getting worse. The differential, the spread. Yeah, you can tell.
1: Yeah. You can tell just by watching the games that I don't, I don't know why he just doesn't try hard. He either doesn't try hard and he doesn't execute well, he, doesn't, he obviously is not, the light bulb hasn't gone on defensively. So
0: Ben Falk from CleaningTheGlass.com, who was a former exec with uh, the Portland Trailblazers and the 76ers, and now has opened up this website where he, he really breaks down, mostly NBA, uh, and he's, he's one of these very sharp guys. I would maybe call him like the Nate Silver of basketball in terms of what he's trying to do with his website he wrote this long piece he's broken down all the top prospects Aiton uh, Donchick Doncic, Doncic, and uh, Bagley most recently and he wrote Trey Young. E- everybody should check out this Trey article uh, I don't believe he's done Trey Young yet <clears throat> he's, he's just releasing them one at a time every week or two yeah. and there's a video, examples it's a long form piece at least like 10 pages of reading you're really into this stuff uh, no, he's, he's, he's really great you have to subscribe to cleaningtheglass.com it's like five bucks a month or less I don't even know what it is but some of the articles are free but this article in Bagley I think is behind the paywall you can read the first few paragraphs but basically what he this applies to DeVal as well I think uh, he says there's three things you have to worry about if somebody's underperforming on defense three classifications one is they're not trying hard enough effort. meaning they don't want to
1: Okay.
0: they don't want to play defense the second category is they don't know how, they don't know how to do it. The third is they're incapable; they can't. They got little bitty arms; they they can't block shots, right? <laughs> so he goes through and he talks about Bagley having uh, relatively any bitty arms, relatively uh, short wingspan yeah. for a player of his caliber right. at his height. What is his wingspan? And he
1: is it below his height? Uh,
0: I don't think we have accurate measurements, and we won't until the NBA combine measures okay. it. But the last time he was measured, I
1: have heard that he has shorter arms.
0: Last time he was measured, he was six nine and change, and seven foot wingspan, which sounds okay. great. Yeah. Except most top top prospects at that height have like seven three, seven four wingspan. They usually have
1: an extra six inches on their wingspan. Yeah, Mobamba is a
0: eight. ridiculous example, and he has like seven foot ten wingspan. Seven like, nine. Yeah, no one's ever even heard of that, right? So, but. And and you can really, it does translate into whether they're shot blockers or rim protectors at the NBA level. Rebounder.
1: Rebounding radius also.
0: Right? He rebounds in different ways. So, no doubt, Bagley's off the charts in certain athletic ways. But one area where he's limited is this wingspan. And does that limit? Does that mean he can't? You know, he can't do it. He's unable. Right? And, you know, or is it that he doesn't know how? To me, it seems like it's mostly don't know how and a little bit of can't do it. In terms of, he's, he's not going to be a great shot blocker, right? But back to Duval. I think the more interesting case is Duval. Does he just not know how to play defense? Is he actually incapable because of physical limitations? I don't know. His coordination, his eyes doesn't work as well on the defensive end. Like, you know, Okafor is an interesting example too. Like, I would have said Okafor just didn't know how, or wasn't trying hard enough, didn't want to. But it's you know year four of his NBA experience, or no, is it year three? Year, th- yeah, year three. Yeah, year three of his NBA experience, and he's on another team, and he's still struggling on the defensive end. But without going too deep into Okafor, we had a nice twenty-point game the other night. So shout out to Ja. Hope he hope he keeps free Jaw. Hope he well he is free. Free supposedly. Ja. He'll be a free agent this year. We'll see what happens. But Duval, I, I'm contending. That it's a combination he's of... very all, bad. I think it's all three. I don't think he tries hard enough. I think he tries harder. He's more focused on offense. So I think there's some don't want to in there. And I see in the des- decisions he makes that are sort of like duckish and irresponsible on the defensive end. And that's what that swiping thing is about. That That's it's also somewhat don't like know what, what, how. Because he's practicing the wrong principles. It, it almost seems
1: like... Um, but I'm getting worried just he's just... Like, just like pick up basketball. He's just always... Sort of cherry-picking on defense, like going for, like, behind swipes.
0: My big concern, Peter,
1: is that... It's all three? Well, I think
0: it, it's clearly all three, but my, but that he can't. And that's the worst one. Because if you can't, then there's no helping you, right? It, if, you, if he can't do it, he's never going to be an how NBA could not, player. How,
1: I don't understand the can part. I mean, he just...
0: He, he may not have... I mean, part of can't is just doesn't know how to process information and learn and grow as a player. I mean, let's face it, he's a top 10 20 recruit. He's played basketball his whole life. Why does he why is he so clueless? I've never seen yeah. a guard make worse decisions on defense than him.
1: And a lot of a and lot look, of guys I've been are... watching
0: Grayson Allen play for a couple of years now, and yeah. I think he makes a lot of bad decisions. If you notice him short arming Grayson every time he's the last line of defense on the break,
1: he goes out of the way. Moves he, out of the way. He
0: moves out of the way, like ducks, and like maybe tries to distract the guy. But there's uh, like no...
1: Yeah, but I mean, they're they're typically in spots where he wouldn't be able to affect the shot or he might foul.
0: How about fouling a guy on the break and not giving an easy basket? How about making a statement on defense? Why are we so willing to give up easy baskets? How about laying a guy down on the floor? Uh, maybe Grayson hey, Allen's maybe a Maybe Coach
1: example. K is like, like, don't foul out. Committing a because foul. Because I don't want to go to our bench. Because... He calls the bench a short bench.
0: Okay. Has, is Grayson fouling out or coming close to fouling out of a lot of games lately? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah. So he has a foul to give in some of those Maybe spots. it's because
1: he's instructed, don't pick up fouls the whole year. Because we need you on the floor well, for Well, that's 40 the minutes. case, it's, it's coaching. Anyhow,
0: Grayson played a – I'll get off the defense thing. But, like, I think it's an interesting way to think about defense. Those three classifications. Which is it? Is it all three? Right. Which is the worst? the worst is sort of effort, right? But that, you can that coach That's absolutely the worst. Well, you can coach effort, but the yeah. really the worst is you just can't do it. You're incapable. No matter how hard we try, no matter how motivated you get. Yeah. You you're just not going to be able to do it. Like Bagley's not going to be a great shop blocker, and you can tell. He goes but he goes for the shop block every time, which is foolish. Like he's always swinging and missing. Okay. <laughs> right? And it's partly because he's a little out of position, it's partly because he just doesn't quite have that length to consistently block shots.
1: I mean, he probably did in high school.
0: Yeah, but he's just—he's going for that glory block all the time when he should just be making a, getting in position to make life difficult for the guy on offense. Like his arms should be straight just up, be vertical. Yeah. Instead, his strong, arms are down to his sides, and, and he's then taking get in a position weird to run. rebound. But yes, yeah.
1: he's used to going for the block and then going for the rebound instantly.
0: I guess what I'm saying is, I really, I'm really not. I'm still not enjoying this team. I'm not enjoying the close loss to UVA. I wouldn't I didn't enjoy the, the win over Notre Dame as much as I should have because in the first half I thought they dogged it on defense. You know, so I was glad they 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 had the run. I was super happy for Jack White. I'm happy Grayson's hitting shots, but I don't believe it. I don't believe I don't I don't, I'm not on the feel good campaign yet. I want to see him beat some good teams, I want to see him bury some teams. And play consistently and hard. All games. When they hard.
1: extended their lead from like mid-teens to almost thirty in the Notre Dame game, I felt like, wow, That was this, good. This is that was right. That's, that's what I want to see. That's I mean that's dominance. I mean, granted, it's against Notre Dame team that is without their two best players, two two of my favorite ACC players.
0: Well, that's why I can't give it any credence. Like they beat um, the piss out of Pittsburgh. Who cares? Right, but Notre Notre Dame, even with Al Farrell and
1: Colson, are going to be considerably better. I mean, they're still competitive. They're still competing despite their six-game losing streak. How
0: many wide-open threes did we give up to their best three-point shooters in that game? Mooney? We gave up a number of wide-open threes in that game.
1: Okay. It's just...
0: So, you know, I'm just saying it's still severely a work in progress. And I have more optimism than I had about last year's team. Last year's team was just unhealthy, right? And never really played the reason I'm upset about this team is they, I think they should win every game. I, I think they should be way better than they are. I think they're already very good. I think they're pretty. good. They're 19 and three. They're not bad. I
1: think bad. they're pretty good. I think they're trending in the right direction. I think their defense is getting better. Um, I think it's. I, th- I, I think
0: they're playing more zone, which I is actually, smart. I actually. Kind of, so
1: this yeah. this team, as great as it is, and as talented as it is, has. Um, a liability which is just not going to be overcome. I mean, it's gaining a lot of experience, but when it goes up against a UVA or a UNC, or I mean, all these teams have juniors and seniors, sophomores, guys who've played together. Um, you just—that's tough to overcome. I mean, we're we're talented offensively. UVA is talented defensively. Plus, they have the experience. I mean, you can't just think that that's. Uh, non-existent that gap. I
0: understand, but they're not as talented.
1: These guys are offensively. Like I don't yeah. I mean, I don't know who, Listen. who who on our team is gifted defensively. Carter Trent plays okay.
0: Yeah, we're I'm, unfortunately I, it's another Duke team that is is not a two-way team. Yes, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, and when we play good teams that are well coached that run good stuff, they break us down and but I've seen stretches even from Duval, okay I've, even from Duval in the Notre Dame game, I saw him make some plays on defense. I saw him a little more bought in, right you know so I'm, ho- I'm still hoping it happens uh, and I'm just saying I, w- we play St John's on the road, then we play UNC on the road, then we play Georgia Tech. you know what? St. John's and Georgia Tech, great. I hope I hope we, we don't lose those games. That we're supposed to be, we're supposed to win those games. Right. Three straight road games. The one I care about is that UNC game on on February eighth. It's
1: you know UNC struggling.
0: I want to go into UNC and I want to rip their hearts out and I want these guys to go in and play like they're on a mission as a team, on both ends of the court. That's what I want. I think I think it's a fair ask. I think they're talented enough. I don't, you know, they've played, they've already played 22 games. These guys have been playing basketball their whole life. It's time to there's sack gonna up be, gonna and make no it up. There's going to
1: be no ripping out of hearts in Chapel Hill, especially considering Let's... 80% of our, of our guys, they've never played there. They don't they don't know what it's going to be like. They're going up against Joel Berry, Theo Pinson, Luke May, guys who have gone to back-to-back Final Fours, guys who know what it's like to play in the, the, the highest pressure situation. These guys have played pickup ball in AAU. That's that's how Treyvon DeVault plays defense, like he's in some pickup game in Florida. Like
0: well, you, When you put it that way, Peter, it sounds pretty depressing. But they're 19 and 3. They're better than this UNC team. Yeah, Luke May looks I, good this year. I actually
1: think UNC is better than their than record team. The I think I, so too. I feel like they're gonna they've got the pieces. They're they're gonna be pretty good. Um yeah. So Sounds like
0: you're expecting a loss at UNC.
1: No, I think it's gonna be a good game. I no, I guess what I'm saying is I don't expect us to beat them by like 2025.
0: Okay, I just hope we go in with a, with a plan and we stay focused and attack and yeah. and do our best. Let right? me yeah, like I just don't want to see them dogging it anymore. You th- you you think
1: they all just dogging on defense? No, I just think they each occasionally dog it here and there. I mean, it's understandable. They play 40 minutes a game. You, you just it's a marathon. In a marathon you can't be sprinting. You have to sort of pace yourself. You got to sprint back on defense. Um so going back to your your starting lineup thing. Yeah. Um I actually was thinking about that also. And in many times during games I I agree. Like I'm looking at Trey I'm just like we should sit this guy. Right. And when, when is coach K going to alter the starting lineup? You said you sit Trey, you let like Grayson run it. I mean he sort of seems content to be like a facilitator this year anyway, as oh. opposed to like the alpha scorer, Alex O'Connell, Javin Delorier. See, I think it's a mistake for
0: Grayson to take such a back seat. And Grayson, the other sort of tragedy of the season so far is like after that Michigan State game when Bagley didn't play and Grayson scored all his points, Grayson he's he like has the best he, he best. has taken a step back. Yeah. He is subverting himself, maybe in the interest of leadership, maybe maybe he's being told to do it, maybe he's made some decisions, like you know what? These guys are, these guys may be more effective weapons than I am a lot of the time, but like, I think the ball has to be in Grayson's hands a lot, you know. And I think they have to be running, running stuff to get him open looks. And now that Trent is shooting so well, man, he's shooting well. here are Trent, right? Incredible. He's the best shooter, like that we've seen. This stretch of shooting is 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 like Luke Kennard last year. It's incredible, right? So. It's happening again, like it's similar to last year. Grayson has to be the opposite side of the court threat. We should have with those two guys and the two guys in the middle, what we need is a fifth piece, right? I thought it was going to be Duval. I hope it still is, but you know for now I'd, I'd love to see somebody else uh, somebody else in there deferring the Grayson. so Grayson can be a little more ball dominant and playing good defense on the other end. I want you know I'd love to have Tyler Thornton back, but we have this guy named Jordan Goldwire who seems to play hard on defense. Start him for a few games. Send Duval a message, and then when we go to UNC, <laughs> right? Goldwire? Goldwire. Anyone who's going to play defense, Jack White. But Jack White's big. We I think we I would, need. A, I would
1: think your first nomination would be Chavin Deloria.
0: No, he's too big. We have too many big guys. We got to guard the perimeter in today's game. You don't
1: think he can guard the perimeter?
0: Uh I think I think he, he's he's gonna probably probably struggle to
1: guard guard the, the littles. What about O'Connell?
0: I d I don't know I don't know about O'Connell. I feel like we,
1: O'Connell's confidence is shot lately? He's been a go to the shell of himself.
0: I feel like Coach K yanked him in that UVA game, gave him put him on a real short leash. He came in, yeah, one or two plays and he goes away. He never puts him back in the game. Yeah. And then he benched him in the Notre Dame game. He's been the first or second guy off the bench, the last Right. Several weeks? Yeah. Against Notre Dame, he barely saw the court until the very last two, two three minutes.
1: So so uh, he, he got demoted. So two things. Uh, actually, one thing. After the UVA game, a reporter asked Coach K about what's up with the minutes. I mean, he, he did say that um, O'Connell had a very severe flu, almost didn't play in the uh, UVA game. Oh, Su- okay. Suited up. Well, there you go. So, sort of like... Tried to test if he could go, and he said he could, but it it would. Coach K said it was clear to him he didn't have it when he when he got in the game, and he said for DeLaurier, ham, hamstrings are tough. Like people people tend to, especially young people, they try to come back too early from hamstrings and they re aggravate it. Mm-hmm. He said his hamstring is still tight, and that's one of the contributing factors for both of those two guys not playing much in the UBA game. Okay, and Bolden was still out. Yeah, in addition to Coach K not. Trusting anybody on the bench.
0: Yeah, stick stick Jack White in like he did last night. Stick whoever. Stick Justin Robinson. Stick Vranekovic. We used to play Matt Christensen consistent
1: minutes. Come on, that was a different lineup. I mean, he the was starting lineup looked nothing like this lineup. Yeah, we used to play
0: Tyler Thornton. We used to play Jay Heaps. We used to play
1: and guys. We used to complain all the time about these guys getting minutes. You're like Tyler Thornton should <laughs> never get minutes, and now you're like his biggest advocate.
0: We had we had. Guess because, because we had um we had better players on the bench, you know. Put gold wire in. Put guys on the court. Get people rest. I I still feel like that's the right thing to do. And the problem with Jay Heaps is he started Jay Heaps
1: one game. Come on, that was a one game. He was trying to deliver a message. It was was phenomenal. I think it was one of the Chris Paul games. He was like, "I want you to go in there and rough up Chris Paul." Yeah,
0: that that was actually good times. That was was fun. That was actually that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just uh, I, I want more from this team. Still, I'm not satisfied with a moral loss at UVA. I'm glad you are. I hope you're enjoying. I hope you're enjoying your moral loss there. But
1: it's not a moral. It's not okay. <laughs> moral so, victory. So okay, <laughs> this 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 is how I view it. There's only ten games left in the regular season. There's the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. The margin between winning and losing is typically narrow. Like, you, you just, you're not going to go 36-0, and 38-0, 39-1. You're going to lose. Like, look at the Golden State Warriors. They lose a lot of games. Dude, they're playing NBA teams shock right. full of okay. incredible talent. So, I guess what I'm saying we is... We lost to BC if, if and w- NC State back-to-back. Back. I guess what I'm saying is if you think <laughs> we're going to go 38-0 and 0 with an all-freshman team... You're just being unrealistic. Back-to-back road games. Uh, yeah, No, that's fine. I'm not, ex- like, I'm we're not gonna this to be perfect. ACC is one of the toughest conferences out there. We're going to lose three or four or five games. Like That's just a fact. Okay. And we've, we demonstrated in the UVA game that we are capable of winning those games. We're capable of being... Damn right we're capable. We're capable of being <laughs> dangerous when we're down double-digit deficits with 10 minutes left. And I agree with you. We, keep, we there's a lot of room we for keep playing on poorly
0: for the first half or the first three quarters of games, and then we then we come to life. Okay, right? It happened against Texas. It happened against Florida. It happened on the road at Miami. It happened it sometimes. Happened yeah. in BC. It happened at NC State. You know, and we we've sometimes been able to come back. Right? There's more. There's more examples of that. Those are five off the top of my head. UVA as well. Right? And there's a consistent pattern. It's one. Bad first half game plan, or failure to execute in the first half. Failure to have shot discipline. Failure to execute on defense. That that's all happening, and then magically, when we're down a certain amount, the guys pull together and play well. Well, I'm tired of rah-rahing them for pulling together and playing well. You got to come out and do it the
1: entire game. I I think obviously you can't
0: play perfect the whole game. Right. I'm not expecting them to go undefeated, Pete, but. I am expecting them not to fall into the same sort of uh, briar patch every every single game. The, the same thing keeps happening over and over again. Okay. So that, that's, where, that's where my
1: frustration comes from. As a I fan. mean, I feel like you're underselling UVA. They've got like a historically great defense.
0: This is not a historically great UVA team.
1: Defense.
0: They're a very good defensive team. They've been uh, a good defensive I team for, think this, for, I for think, seven years. I
1: actually think this is an historically great UVA defense. And slash team. But I think you're, you're way wrong.
0: Also, I didn't. UVA's gonna get knocked out in the second or third round of the tournament this year. Like every single year,
1: they they have an incredible coach. Most teams get knocked out. This guy by the third game.
0: Yeah, this guy's an incredible coach. Yeah. UVA's all, UVA's consistently overperforming with less talent every year.
1: Yeah, like all coaches, they have to do more with less. I mean, actually, they do have talent. Did you realize? That freshman off the bench. Did you realize we were freshmen there the last time UVA beat Duke at Duke?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Corey Alexander
1: and Junior Gilliam fucked us up. <laughs> but we've beaten them every single year since. I mean, that is... I didn't I didn't realize that. That is incredible. UVA has been pretty good. They've had some good teams. Good. Yeah, they've had some good teams.
0: Uh, who's your Who's your favorite player ever to play at UVA? Who do you think... Who comes to mind? Harold Dean. Harold Dean?
1: Yeah. Uh, you guys probably don't know that. It's like a mid-90s, <laughs> uh, really good shooting guard. I mean, they had some great They had some guards. gunners. They had some Curtis Staples guards. was an all-time, Curtis they three
0: point leader. But more recently, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, London, Justin Anderson, first-round picks. I mean, it's not like they have no talent. They, they do a they've nice got, job. They've got NBA
1: players. They all stick around. They all buy into the system. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: shout out to UBA. They played really well. They made shots. They executed. They played with heart. I think they we played well too. Uh, yeah. in a lot of through you know a lot of the game, second half especially. It's like we didn't make any plays. Right. I, I, really, I just felt
1: like the game was decided right at the four minute TV timeout. There they they screwed up a pass. I thought it was clear that Wendell Carter didn't touch the ball, but they said that he did, and they awarded them the ball. And then with like a minute a minute left. Um, so after that, they, they get literally like four shots. They got every offensive rebound. Then they hit a corner three to extend the lead. And then with maybe a minute left, there's the shot clock's going down and the guy hits like a 30-footer at the top of the key. I mean, that essentially, well, that essentially ended the game.
0: Yeah, no, he he took that shot purposefully and with, with intent. That yeah. guy was a motherfucker. He, he, he balled, that was a motherfucker
1: shot. He ball-faked Trey ball who...
0: That's fine. We is, can he hits a thirty footer. It was really like probably a twenty six footer. You right. hit a twenty six footer, you deserve it. Great, great, great play. We it was, it was we surprising. did not make plays. They, they made more plays on us. We made a scratch. lot we made more plays early in the second half, obviously. It was a game of runs and towards the end I thought we made a couple of poor decisions with the ball. Yeah. We didn't value sort of the best shot we could. Uh, you know, and really yeah. throughout the last few games, Duval's kind of over committed on drives. Like, trying to finish yeah. uh, in spots where his it could have been more prudent. His decision-making seemed yeah. to
1: be better earlier in the season than now offensively in when he's attacking.
0: A little bit, but some of that's just kind of run bad. Like, it didn't work out, and sometimes yeah. it does work out, and it's okay. <clears throat> but, you,
1: want, you know... You want, yeah. you want to talk about what happened with seven seconds left in the UVA game? Tell me. Tell we're in me desperation we're... mode. We got a foul. I think we scored a bucket, maybe. Marvin Bagley hit well, Bagley it a three. Bagley hits that three. We're, like, fouling. And then Grayson goes and enters into, I believe, Kyle Guy's space. Gets hit in the face with an elbow. Yeah. He wouldn't accept the guy's hands to help him off the floor and just smacks it away and is sort of, like, pouty like a baby for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. I don't care. Don't care. No. That was nothing. I mean, like...
0: I actually thought it was a it was a really good play to sort of draw that contact. They really could have called that an offensive foul. Yeah, of course. No, no, it looks no. like he's going on, to foul, on, so they whistle it. Every on television. initial
1: look, yeah. I, I sort of agree with that. And on second look, it looked like, like it looked like he faked it, and he's he's too far into a guy's space, and then yeah. like he was just behaving like a.
0: By the way, I'm good with flops that, the strategic flops. I yeah. mean, a lot of the best players in the world strategically flop. Manager Nobly, you know. Uh, Kyle Lowry, they're the greatest at, at flopping. Tim Duncan was that way as well. It's okay. I don't mind. You take a charge or you try to make a play. Orson Eliasova for the Hawks is like does it once a game. Like and You're convinced and it turns out he's acting. So like I know people think that's a little dirty tricks. It feeds into Grayson's bad image. But I'm glad he's a gamer. It's just, it's just a part of the game. Whatever. He slapped the guy's hands away. That was a little classless. He shouldn't have done it.
1: Right, then, then he mauled off to him afterwards. I'm
0: not okay with that, right? But so. it's an end of a tough loss, and I'm just glad you didn't trip the guy or punch <laughs> him in the balls <laughs> or stomp on his chest, Leitner style. You know,
1: it's good. Grayson is, you know, spe- speaking of the the how about the reverse like offensive flop that I I'm pretty sure John Shire is instilling into all the three point shooters. Like and Shire was great at this in his playing career. When Shire would shoot a three, and yeah. if his opponent was close, he would just flop to the ground and try to get like a four point play. I've seen like Gary Trent and Grayson Allen and like Alex O'Connell do that. They should do it more. You it's know, a, that's coming from Shire. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that move when executed well. It's hard to execute it it's well, it's pretty hard, but, but there's a bunch of guys that do it well. I remember in the, the Final Four of
1: 2010, he was able to pull that off. And, you know, when he doesn't, he's on our side. It's like, oh this guy is such <clears> a smart <throat> player. But if you're yeah. on the other side, you're like, man, that's well, just refs. That's just
0: refs right. know now. Refs are less likely to call that because they know guys. Guys game for that. Um. Yeah. Uh, we. You know. Did you want? Should we talk about Jack White for a second? Acknowledge the the hero, the heroic yeah. rise of Jack White. One. one <laughs> it was.
1: This was the first game that we saw extended minutes for Jack White. The 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 thing that. I was impressed by the most was how slow he is. He's not fast at all. He's like sort of like lumbering. However, he boxed out great. I didn't realize he had those ups when he did a, a putback jam, which I think should have been a violation because Bagley's hands were, were on the rim. Also, that should be something. You know, it's offensive okay. They can both
0: they can both try to dunk. They can't interfere
1: with each other. It's not a goaltend on offense. Two two offensive players can. Had their hands it's a on, good, on the rim.
0: It's a good question. I don't know. The, I don't know. The, I don't really anyway, know. Anyway, that was but.
1: great. It was a great spark. It seemed like a lot of the long rebounds went right at him. So let's not give him too much uh, props. But like, he, well, rebounds are, he, are
0: fortuitous sometimes.
1: Yeah. Guy trying to ten rebounds last night. It's not like he was he, boxing guys out on the, in the on the low blocks. He night. played great. Yeah. He moved the ball. He he knocked down the open three. I, I feel like again, like
0: what he provided was energy burst. Did you see how the crowd reacted? You know. Yes. These guys yes. have been thirsting for a bench hero. Right. McConnell's given them some of that. Look, but, like, okay, we need we need I, a little bit of an under- You under- and I yeah. have
1: seen this movie yeah. before, right? Like, <laughs> Justin Robinson had a game like this four games ago. Yeah. Antonio Brankovich had a game like this one year ago. Do you know what happens three games later? 30 seconds. That's right how next much to their name play. is going to be a DNP because <laughs> that's yeah. just how it works. You yeah, know, like, no, no. oh, yeah, Bolden made the play of the game. He dove on the floor in Indiana. But, yeah, he just doesn't play anymore.
0: He played just well enough for us to lament him not playing the rest of the season. No, I mean, <laughs> right? let's, let's not For us to crazy. be like, man, it would have been nice to see a little more Jack
1: White. Like, He's not a fiery athlete, but he certainly plays in this game. He played fundamentally sound. He played with a lot of heart. He added a lot of energy both ends. He's and strong. He is he's is like a strong guy, man. He's yeah. built like a tank. And I feel like, you know, great for him. It, and especially coming after, Yeah, it's there, good was a, for him. there was an ESPN article on him. Um Pretty lengthy. That explains his his journey from Australia to Duke, and and how he's sort of content just being like a program type of guy, program role type of guy.
0: I love seeing how happy Grayson was for him. He slapped him on the butt in that one moment on the bench, and you know, it was Grayson's it was great good to see. if yeah. he's your teammate for sure. Yeah, he's providing some leadership there.
1: Uh, let me let me let me ask you one question, Mike. All right. Out of the five starters, who's taken the fewest shots? The fewest
0: shots. Great question. I guess it's Grayson.
1: No. No. Uh, you you have four more chances. Carter. Carter has taken the fewest shots. Like Bagley has taken three hundred eight shots. They all take a lot of shots. <laughs> uh, I want to say Trent and Allen have taken like two hundred fifty shots. Duval has Duval has taken like two hundred eleven, and Carter's only shot one ninety. Some of that is because he gets into foul trouble a lot. He has fewer playing minutes. But he's been so good, like, in all different ways. Because when he scores with his left, I'm yeah. always lamenting the fact that Bagley can't go with his offhand. And, and Carter can not only go right or left, but he can go inside, outside.
0: Carter's been really good. He had a good game against UVA. You he, look at this. block blocked shots. Yeah. That he was instrumental in the second you, half. You, you look at the Notre Dame ahead.
1: game. He went 6 for 8. Yeah. I mean, sh- should this guy not be the focal point of the offense? The, he he gets the fewest shots out he, of our he, starting five. I
0: actually feel like they do run a lot of offense through him. I, I don't think he's super underutilized. Uh, obviously, Bagley takes up a lot of space. Uh, you know, the, the least efficient shooter is Duval, right? Like he's
1: consistently. Do you know he's shooting almost twenty seven percent now from three? Okay. Yeah. So like he's within striking distance of getting to thirty. And he's shooting it with confidence, coach. Yeah, he made one coach, coach, game. Yeah. He good Co- for him. Coach K gave him um, props in the Notre Dame game for hitting uh, a three to really extend in the second half.
0: When we talk about efficiency, comparing anyone to Bagley, Carter, and now Trent, everyone's going to look bad, right? So it's not a bad thing necessarily that you don't shoot as high a percentage, you know, like a true shooting percentage as those guys. But it does it's gonna be speak impossible to, to, to be the higher. distribution of shots. Yeah. Like if you were just like, you know, you'd, you'd rather play pocket aces, pocket jacks, ace king suited, uh, versus you know, eight nine suited. And trade of all shots are eight nine suited. Alex um, O'Connell so Alex O'Connell off the bench shoots a very high percentage but hasn't had enough shots to really put a lot of yeah. faith into
1: it. We don't know if it's uh, yeah.
0: Uh, it's just it's a, it's a very good offense, and against UVA, I thought the struggles were mostly game plan issues. And in the second half, you saw as historically great as that defense was, we could score on them. You know, we scored what forty, at least forty points in the second half, right? Fact Maybe. check me. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But, Fact uh, check me on that one. We lost 65-63. Yeah, we, we sp- scored we scored forty one in the second half against UVA, and it wasn't like. Free throws down the stretch or anything. Uh, oh yeah,
1: so yeah, that was another free throws hurt us. Both free Car- throws hurt Carter, big and time. Trey. Carter missed a few yeah. front ends of one and ones. Um, so so did Duvall. Yeah, between um, the
0: three of them, they missed three front ends. I mean, it, that could explain the difference in the game. That you know, is a, like yeah. six
1: or seven points right there. Not yeah. taking care of the basketball turnovers. It
0: yeah, were five for eleven in the UVA game from the line.
1: But but like th- there were a bunch of and, front ends. Yeah, at least balance. two, maybe
0: three. I think there were three front ends, which really means we're, you know, wow, that one-on-one rule. It's always been a bitch, right? Like, it's such a harsh penalty to pay. In the NBA, they don't do it. I don't think they want to embarrass guys. But in college basketball, that that's like that dinosaur of a, of a rule that I, is, it puts a lot of pressure on that, that that front end.
1: I feel like this that might come back to hurt us in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight game. If, yeah. if Carter or Bagley or... Two fouls on the line, one and one, like all the pressure on it was sort of like Jay will against Indiana. And by the way, Bagley's
0: know? so good that we didn't even mention that he scored thirty and had fourteen rebounds against UVA, going thirteen of eighteen from the field. Even if, you know, three of them were just that yeah. ending three. It was, yeah. I mean, and I and I
1: also wanted to say in the yeah. Notre Dame game, even though it seemed like he had a terrible game. That is On a, defense, he did, but... He was 4-14 from the floor against Notre Dame. He just couldn't make yeah, a shot. Yeah, it's least efficient offensive he had game. He 12 just missed points, point blank eight rebounds. He usually makes. Harry Giles would have killed for a game like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, that's, that's and true. speaking of Harry Giles, I think he was shut down by the Kings, but, but, I mean, what they're saying is he looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, the reports are, there's, there's whispers about Harry Giles... We're maybe see him finally play. I'll, next I'll believe year. it when
1: I see it. Um, also, uh, Jabari Parker, I think, is de- hmm. declared active for Friday.
0: He's coming back Friday. Uh, big trade in the NBA. Blake Griffin got dealt to the Pistons. He's going to join Luke Kennard and uh, Tobias Harris and uh, Avery Bradley uh, got traded away. I think this means more usage for Luke Kennard. Uh, you know the rest of the year. So that's cool. Probably see him get to fire up more shots. You know what his percentage well. you know his percentages from three in the NBA?
1: Forty three percent. Is that a guess? It's pr- probably pretty close.
0: Oh no, he's shooting a yeah he's shooting he's a shooting really great. a really high percentage. Uh, I asked you the question, didn't have the answer, but thanks to the power of Google, I can tell you he's shooting oh you're exactly right, forty three percent. Yeah, you're, the, you're the man. Shocker, <laughs> you are the man. But he's he's not he's not able to get a lot of shots off. He hasn't been yeah. able to. The very to very get few Pistons
1: games I've seen has just been Canard getting the ball and feeding the ball to Marjanovic, who also got traded to the Clippers. Just like a seven foot five guy, 538 wrote an article saying Marjanovic is the most efficient scorer in NBA history, but because of the evolution of the game. Well, it's, you, a very, it's still a small They can only play him against certain lineups. Like Marjanovic and Okafor is sort of not, similar in that yeah, respect. Uh, there,
0: there's an example of how to lie with basketball statistics. Yeah, the most efficient player in NBA history because he only dunks. Yeah. yeah. So that's not efficient. That just yeah, means he's, you, he has a limited role. If they only counted the Marvin Bagley dunks, he'd be shooting 85%, 90% from the field. You know, not we 100 Well, he got snuffed by the rim <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other night. But no, Marjanovic has impressed. With I mean, he can score in like it's not yeah, just layups those, and dunks. I mean, he's upset. got he yeah, some upset. skills, but you he's, could tell he's slow and flat-footed and like ophi right? Just like Okafor. Uh, he's he's a
0: different animal than Okafor. He's right. He's I'm not the saying they're identical, I'm just saying they're, slow, yeah, they're yeah, a huge
1: yeah. liability on one end. Yes, and very good on the other. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, it would be interesting to see the Clippers play the rest of the year with a uh, sort of a faster paced lineup except when he's in the game <laughs> right and uh, whether he can develop he's, he's a real freak.
1: So I, I guess we differ slightly I'm actually, I'm encouraged I think the team is trending in the right direction. we've got 10 games left we're headed down the stretch um, over people, on an overall people, level people, I are wasn't... Sh- people are shooting well they're yeah. defending a little better and with still a lot of room for improvement yeah and uh, I, I feel like you know we can compete with any team.
0: Yeah, of course we can. Any elite team. Yeah. I just I for me it's expectations. When you recruit when you recruit Bagley, when you recruit Carter, when you recruit Duval, Trent, and you have a virtual all-star team of top 10, 15 recruits, as is going to be the case next year as my expectations are completely different than they would be normally with any any other sort of normal incoming class or normal program team. My expectations are sky high. Grayson Allen's supposed to be. We talked about him having his numbers up in the rafters at some point. Probably not going to happen, right? And like, what's going on? He scored less than ten points in most of the games lately, uh, and it's not. It's not just because he's not shooting at all. He's shooting poorly in a lot of the games. He had a nice game against Notre Dame, and I hope that's the start of a new trend. He He um, also had
1: a few. He had a pre- really pretty, good pretty good shooting games before yeah. that. He didn't just also.
0: have a good shooting game. He was dishing well. He actually made some yeah. defensive plays. I feel like so. he's not he's
1: not seeking his shot as much. It, earlier in the season, it used to be he would he would um, shot fake a lot, and because of the respect his opponent has to give him from three, mm-hmm. they would just go flying, and he would just take one separation dribble and knock down a three. And I don't see him doing that very much. Uh, that's I, actu- that's actually a move I wish O'Connell learned because if if he would just ball fake one time, shot fake at one time. Your opponent could go flying out of the picture, or at least get off balance, and you can opens up options—driving options, shooting options.
0: Yeah, I, it's just it's a balance issue with the offense and how we run. And like Grayson, I mean, we've we've had deval sitting in the in the corner waiting for the corner three a lot, or Trent. Uh, that's something Grayson's excellent at. He's gonna have to do a lot of it in the NBA. I don't know how well he's playing sort of off the ball. Uh, I don't know how if we're looking for him we're enough off the ball. Yeah, just getting him those off the ball, wide open threes. Well, you know, Bagley, yeah, I mean, but to ex- Bagley to ex- makes some good passes. Yeah. But explain- he's not
1: a consistent passer. But to explain that, um, with the exception of maybe Duval, everyone else, when they get the ball, they're looking to score. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- that's how they've been wired for 15, 10 years. Like, why would that change now? Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, uh, that's what's going on we won a couple we well, we didn't win a couple games. We lost a game, we won a game. We're 19 and 3, 7-3 in the ACC. We have got three road Kims coming up, St. John's, UNC, Georgia Tech. Uh, if we don't win at least two of the three, I'm going to stay I'm going to stay heated on these podcasts and I really want to see us go in and kick UNC's, butt. I want to win this game. I don't like any of those guys you just mentioned. I'd like UNC. Uh Joe Barry, Pinson May.
1: I just want to like I said, I'm going to rip their hearts out. Why Why don't you like them? Do you, do you hate all UNC players? People?
0: Eh, not all the time. Not all the time. Usually. Usually, I'm. Um, yeah. You, you, you just, hate them?
1: The only guy I really I, hated I was Tyler Hansbrough. Well, That's sport, it. I, I, I hated the guy. Not hate, hate. So. No, no. I hate Tyler Hansbrough. Okay. Well, I, I was actually very happy when Henderson bloodied up his face. That was one of the. I, I was very happy. I disagree.
0: <laughs> I never hated, hated Tyler Hansbrough, but I sports hate all of them. I sports hate them. That's a the difference. No. That's healthy. Sports hate is healthy. It's fun. Right? That's what we get Jones up about. But mm, I don't no. hate, hate any of them. I don't,
1: I don't sports hate very many. Well, you know.
0: that's the thing. When people hate, hate on our guys, it's not right. But if they sports hate them, it's fun. It's fun that people hated J.J. Raddick, but there's a line you can cross. And when you want someone to bloody up somebody else's face, that—that's when you've crossed the line, Peter. That's when you start need to go talk to somebody. Counseling. You need some counseling. Yeah. So if you're out there, sports hate UNC yeah. with us. Peter, join. Get on the bandwagon. No, right I now. like you're Joel Berry, be
1: Finn. Oh, I God. like Theo Pinson. Right. I actually I like Luke May. He went to class right after he knocked down the shot against Kentucky. I like that stuff. Uh, you're 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 a
0: damn disgrace, man. <laughs> I like Roy Williams (laughs) oh my god oh my god you and Calipari and Roy Williams gummit! I like Roy Williams I'm gonna have to bring Devin in here when he you know and replace you that's it I'm looking Uh, forward to it alright you can replace me for being negative about the the team and the defense Uh, All right, that's it that's another episode of the Duke Basketball Junkies thanks for listening guys any other last thoughts Peter before we, we give this a break for god's sake
1: go to hell Carolina go to hell
0: Alright, we're gonna wait until after the
1: Carolina game. Yeah to uh nothing to can happen the in the St. John's one. game.
0: Yeah, so the Carolina game is midweek next week or when is it? It's the eighth.
1: Wednesday the first Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I mean the team can finally rest a bit.
0: Alright, yeah, let's uh let's do it guys. Come on. That's it,
1: right. It's a wrap. It's okay. a wrap.
0: Thank <laughs> you.